0: Long gone coming to you live from Illadelph, Half Life. You know what I'm saying? The legendary Roots crew is in the building. Black Thought, Chris Black Thought. They call
1: me, when I touch down in Philly, they call me Chris Black Thought. And I'm T H O U G H T. Just F Y, not T H O T.
0: Yeah, we're over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm over at the Sophie Tell Hotel in Philly. We took the Amtrak train over here. Right now I'm looking on the end table of my four star hotel room and there is a very long black hair that is <laughs> stuck to the notepad that I could write on and the, the whole the whole room the whole room smells and not in a good way. Did
1: you notice what it says on the on the notepad? It could be a new tagline for our show.
0: It says there's talking then there's the art of
1: conversation isn't that interesting isn't that it seems like a sign jason do you do you believe in signs
0: i do find that interesting i do believe in signs um i I have had i've been having a little bit of bad hotel luck at this point i just don't care about hotels like right now i i went we went and got some lunch at a place that wasn't very good (laughs) called kafar k apostrophe (laughs) f-a-r Hey, do you guys have do you guys have this? No. Do you guys have that? No. Do you guys have this? No. Do you have water? Uh, never never have I been to a restaurant where the first four we we ordered one thing and they're like, "Oh, that's the one thing we don't have on the menu right now." And then we ordered three more things and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that." Like I uh, I or, I ordered um they had like a bloody mary on the menu and they're like, oh
2: we don't have
0: tomato juice right now and at, at a certain point but then you know even if the food was good it would have ruined the meal but the food wasn't very good um so there wasn't much to ruin
1: uh that one thing that one thing no that one thing was good
0: the potato boreka that was good but you know how do you fuck up puff pastry with some everything bagel um seasoning on it from Trader Joe's. anyway <laughs> so I'm li- i just took the top off of my coffee the coffee was good I'm sorry to anyone listening who's affiliated with that restaurant or likes a restaurant. I'm sure they're nice people. Uh, but there's, they got the cardboard straw, and that obviously, you know, as soon as you stick it into the lid of your coffee, it, it becomes wet and then it just turns mushed mm-hmm. and broken and, mm-hmm. and useless. So I'm just, I'm just throwing, I just threw it on the ground in the hotel. Just, just throw it. Wow, the bad it the,
1: hotels don't matter anymore. The bad boy of podcasting strikes again. I throw TVs out the windows. You know, bodies. Jason puts his his recyclable, sustainable straw onto the ground lightly.
0: No, I threw it. I, I think one drop of coffee touched the curtain. Did you text Meek
1: Mill yet or no?
0: I've been trying to find Meek. Um, the the one thing that's pretty good about Philly so far is some of the some of the fashion pretty good i saw somebody wearing a full head-to-toe bmw motorsports yes yeah,
1: I, I saw that yeah i saw that you think he
0: has a honda or you think he's got <laughs> it would the, look great i think he's got the m3 in the garage well first of all i th- believe it was a female and second of all this this person was not old enough to to have a driver's license they're probably like 13 or something like
1: that. oh that's cool that's, very that's cool, cool look cool. very cool look
0: and then all the every valet member here at the at the sofitel hotel has a pair of yeezys on so you know their priorities are in the right place
1: the guys at the the guys the valets of the sophie tell are the coolest dressed guys i've seen in a while
0: yeah cargo pants and yeezys are being pulled off somehow and that's fucking sick
1: and they'll take they'll probably take the change out of your car and they don't give a fuck that's how they're buying these yeezys
0: yeah hotels are all i mean yesterday when i was in the hotel i don't want to i don't want to poo-poo on the new but i was i was cleaning up packing up my clothes to to cram into the suitcase to take the old amtrak down here and then uh, i was looking behind a chair because there was a there was like a black shirt behind the chair i was like oh, i left my Mm -hmm. one of my unico polos back there I pick it up and it is not my shirt it's a No, no that was just left in the room from whoever else was staying there and it was behind a chair that's pretty bad that 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 could have been there for days if
1: not weeks. The thing with this is, the thing with this is, all these hotels are like, we clean the buttons in the elevator every 15 seconds. We wrap the remote control <laughs> in plastic. The minibar is
0: gone, but I left a fucking shirt in the corner? That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. I know. I'm, I'm starting to feel like their claim, their cleanliness claims. Could be uh a little untrue or falsified i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't want to know, don't say it I don't, I, don't I don't make any accusations no
1: i don't want you to get sued for slander either but you know the city of philadelphia i have to say we've only been here for a couple hours and the restaurant was bad uh but i do think it's already better than boston what would you say tj
0: so much better no shade but i mean i think boston kind of knows that and when we were when we were doing <laughs> they, they know it I mean, but you know, when you, when you know that your city sucks, you know, it's it's best to kind of, you know, make make fun mm-hmm. of it or make light of it. You know, it's literally called making fun of something to try and make a bad situation fun, which, you know, we need to remember sometimes, guys. But when we were, you know, when you go to another city, you know, let's say I was a comedian, which I'm not you know don't
1: you 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 really are you sure because you act like one sometimes and you really appreciate the community and the support you receive from them
0: yeah but um you know you go to a city (laughs) and everyone wants to kind of hear you the comedian you know what what are your your takes your your observations oh you know make fun of myself you come to l.a Let's get some jokes about uh, avocado toast and squirrel and the traffic. You know, I want to hear it all. The traffic, am I right? Oh man! But in Boston, you know, you make you make a couple of cracks on their fair city, and they'll just fold their arms and stare at you, won't they?
1: Those guys were those guys were stiffer than Brady's lower back after Tampa Bay whipped the whipped whipped the Patriots' ass.
0: Whooped! Him. Let's go, Brady. <laughs> uh,
1: team Tom Brazy.
0: My bucks, my bucks, my bucks got him in the fourth.
1: I wonder what's gonna happen tonight when I talk shit about uh Questlove Freeway. Who else can I make fun of?
0: Don't talk shit on Freeway. Talk shit on the Questlove. That's fine. He's he's sold out. He's become you know a Fallon drummer. You know he wears the Lego brooches with a heart on it. You know there's a lot of there's a lot you know they they released him you know what i mean the streets of philly have released him even though he's still good they claim him though don't they or no yeah they'll claim him they'll claim him but freeway no nah, you can't you can't touch okay. freeway chris i'm All sorry right.
1: no i'll be careful i don't want to get i don't want to get jumped in in why would they why would you name a neighborhood fish town you think that's just where the fish were is that where the fish were were broke down and sold or is Philadelphia known much like Japan for
0: their seafood exports? <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some fish somewhere around here. Good point. You know, the, uh, we did drive by some water when we were on the, I guess it was it was a train and not so much um a car, but you know, it is surrounded by by rivers not unlike your Manhattan mm-hmm. you know the Delaware River there's a river called the shul shulkill bro what shulkill river you're not you're not even speaking english now you good chief no i mean bro they don't speak english in philly they say word. Or, That's a good point. But yeah, we're not we're not super close. We're not super okay. close to the ocean. Just quickly before we
1: get to our guest, Jason did make me go into a Nordstrom rack today. Uh so I have showered. I
0: didn't make you, you volunteered.
1: I did not volunteer. You dragged me in there like a husband. I, I was like a husband and you were a lady shopping for shoes.
0: I turned my corner for one second. Chris is already snoring on one of the chairs.
1: You know how it is. I'm making conversation with the sales lady, but I'm pretty bored as Jason's in the dressing room. But man, the shoes at Nordstrom rack, man, what a, what a journey. That that is like a, I, I had no idea how bad it was. I thought the whole point was that you could find a gem from time to time.
0: You can find a gem from time to time, and that time was not today. I see. Um, I guess I, I, we should have known that the the shoe selection at the Nordstroms rack here in Philly was not going to be quite as good as Manhattan or Los Angeles, and and uh you know that's that is what happened. There were the uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles house slippers.
1: Those were those would have been nice for you.
0: When, when we were, we were talking about uh, on the episode with porches about how wife beaters are called wife respecters now. I think <laughs> now that the wife beater <laughs> a a style tank top has been retired, you know that you know the nine dollar. Kind of brown suede moccasin with a with a sole underneath it. Mm -hmm. You know the house shoe that you can also wear to you know bring the trash cans up in a in a snowstorm type of thing. That's the new wife beater. I'll say.
1: Oh, okay, all right. So you put you get you get a size seventeen Philadelphia Eagles brown faux suede wife beaters on your on the feet.
0: It doesn't have to be that size. It can be literally any size. Probably the smaller the better because tall tall folks like me. You know we're gentle giants at the end. Yeah. Of the day. Well, so you. We're, we're so tall and so you know desirable <laughs> that we don't really have any reason to do any wife beating. I see. We just have a good life. Yeah. We love our our wives and we don't beat them. We just we we beat it up. <laughs> <laughs> beat it up, Chris Breezy, as they say. <laughs> shit
1: okay on that note we do have a guest today uh you guys we have a
0: we have an author today on the we have we have an
1: author today um someone who can read and write unlike my co-host uh nico walker uh his book cherry was a pretty big hit they turned it into a movie uh starring spider-man by some guys that have made a lot of uh superhero movies that i haven't seen Mm -hmm. um But uh, he spent some time in in beautiful Oxford, Mississippi. He's associated with our Fat Possum family. Um, Tyrant Books, he was affiliated with that as well. Um, RIP to uh, Giancarlo, the founder. And... um, I don't know, man. I just let's build with this freak. What's going on in this guy? You know what let's I mean? Let's get
0: into the mind of Nico. Yeah, a lot of people were excited about this episode. When I mean, I I'm excited the about it. Of the
1: book. We both devoured the book when it came out, and I think he's just an interesting character. And and he was also I discovered today in my in my extensive research in a band that was uh, called Safari that sounded Libertines esque, and mm-hmm. they were about to have a profile on this website called Consequence of Sound, which is something I read and uh Mm -hmm. it it was meant to come out the the day after uh he got arrested for robbing banks so the the band never really took off the way they were supposed to
0: that's great well i'm glad you got i'm glad you got all of that out of your system so we don't have to ask him about it well yeah i
1: was i was that's why exactly why i did it jason thank you for being a dick
0: all right let's give him a jingle
1: ring ring ho yo what up bro what up?
3: uh yeah i thought this was (laughs) it uh for for some reason and then i had set an alarm and i guess i was wrong so
1: here i am sorry bro what is your proficiency with the the gcal like the calendar are you an alarm setter or are you a calendar user
3: i just look at what the time is and then i set the alarm on my phone <laughs> you know what i mean There's yeah sometimes <laughs> when yeah, you're
0: traveling no. and stuff you get the you get the time zones kind of screwy it's we're on tour right now for our podcast so I have to like triple check the time every time I look at the calendar.
3: It's rough too, because like if you're terrible at math like I am, I mean, even just like something as simple as. I don't know. Subtracting an hour, you know, for a time zone. Sometimes it'll it'll give me fits. I, I don't know. I guess I probably should keep that to myself. Though it's uh, it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Thing.
0: Well, did you did you pick up military time, Nico?
3: Uh, what? Just what the the thirteen hundred, you know, six hundred. It's been so long.
0: You did not retain that and use it. You didn't set your your iPhone to military time like some people.
3: Do. Oh no 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 no! I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in long enough for them to have got me that bad. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, in prison, they just use regular time. You would think in prison, they would be all on that, yeah. you know, 800, you know, bullshit or whatever, but they're not, uh, they just say, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, like everybody else.
1: That is uh, the military time thing is confusing and I can't figure out how long it would take to learn it. I feel like it would take a while. Cause I'm not great at math either.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing is, is you want to call midnight like 24, but it's zero. I think that's like once you get
1: (laughs) over that, you can you can you can get. Once you can get over that hump, maybe you could make it work.
3: That's the main obstacle.
1: So, so Nico, where where are you at right now?
3: I'm in uh, Oxford, Mississippi.
1: Why did you end up down there? I I thought you lived in New York for some reason, or did you at one point?
3: Uh, No, actually, I uh, you know I lived in Cleveland uh, up to when I I don't know up to uh, what was it? Uh, How long ago was I arrested? It was uh, about ten years ago or a little over 10 years ago I was arrested. So I lived up in Cleveland till then. And then I was across the Ohio River in Kentucky for some years after being in Youngstown and shit for a while. And then uh well when I, when I when I while I was in prison, you know, my family, they they had moved away done the whole kind of like Florida retirement sort of uh channel, you know, this is you get old, I guess you can't take the winter anymore, you move down to uh sure. to Florida. It'll
0: happen to you one day, Nico.
3: Yeah, God willing. You know, and then uh so my manager uh you know matthew johnson he lived in oxford uh mississippi uh he's got you know he's got this record label fat possum down here so you know the idea was you know when i was in the halfway house uh you know i could work at the record label because you have to have a job and whatnot Uh. so i was you know while i was in the halfway house i was working there and then uh yeah, I don't know. I I mean I've I've been up to New York uh quite a bit since uh I've been out and then uh I tried to move up there a little bit ago, but you know, the powers that be, I guess I didn't satisfy their uh requirements. I didn't have what it takes to get approved to to move to New York, which is you know, which is fine. We don't always get what we want.
1: Do you mean by like by like probation shit? Like the law?
3: Yeah, the law. Yeah, okay. The probation okay. office. Yeah, I'm on supervised release. Uh, presently, I'm going to be on. Uh, Was it? Jeez. Uh, so I, I had five years paper total, and uh, I think I'm two and a half years into the paper, maybe.
0: So during so during that time, you can't. You're you're restricted of being able to travel and and go to certain places.
3: Yeah, I have to have a good reason to travel, you know. Uh, but they they'll work with you. I mean, if it's work related, you know, they're gonna they're not gonna tell you you can't go. So you know, I had to go up there for work uh, a few times you know and uh they were uh, gracious enough to let me go i suppose so uh you know That's can't, cool. That's cool. can't can't necessarily dog curse them or nothing over that what
1: do, what do you think about oxford as a whole is this a place like you could see yourself for a long time or is it kind of like i ended up here and i learned to love it
3: i don't know you know it's it's got its uh it's got its qualities you know i, I don't mind it at all um you know it's a very small town which in a way was good, you know, because, you know, you're talking about I was actually in a halfway house in Tupelo um, sure. for about six months when I first got out. So I was actually commuting like an hour drive to Oxford just to get there and back well, it was a two hour commute every day, roughly. But anyway, you know, uh, Oxford see, is smaller than even Tupelo. Tupelo is not exactly like the big city. Sure, uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, sure.
1: we weren't we weren't under the impression that it was. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, but it is bigger than Oxford, and you yeah, know, I mean, it's sort of uh, it, I mean, this isn't not necessarily going to be the most flattering thing to Oxford, but it, in a way, it kind of like it kind of reminds me of like you know a prison compound, and as much as like you know, there's a little town square that's like the yard you can walk to the yard from wherever your
2: your house is, you know,
3: and kind of stroll around and. And then, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of, uh, price-wise, it's a, it's a bit high by Mississippi standards, you know, which is... Uh, really? Yeah, it's sort of. Yeah, believe it or not. It's, but, you know, it's not, it's, it's not like the worst thing in the world. You know, there are other places, though, you can go in Mississippi. Quite nice that, uh, you know, you can stay for a song. Like, uh, you know, uh, I was just up in uh, Clarksdale the other day. Clarksdale, Mississippi. Oh, there's my, uh, hey, that's my alarm. That I set for this thing. (laughs) I didn't turn it off somehow. So
0: Time to podcast, baby.
3: (laughs) Time for the podcast. Rise and shine. You know, and and, you know, if you want to know what a fucking moron I am, right? The the note on the alarm says podcast in an hour. (laughs)
1: Well, you were giving yourself some time to kind of get in the zone which i i appreciate you know you're giving yourself a little time yeah that's smart
3: yeah it's all about professionalism you know you want to show up and uh, you you know you want to play the role so right now i'm just kind of riding uh, riding by the seat of my pants as it were but clarksdale mm-hmm. you know if you're ever down and out and uh you know uh your money is fucked up you can go to clarksdale you, you can live there you know uh fairly inexpensively you know and it's it's a it's a cool town it's got good energy you know you go someplace and it's just kind of like the energy's good you know like you can kind of just like draw like some sort of spiritual force up out of the earth you know and it sort of you know gives you gives you that uh, i don't know that uh vitality that you you miss out other places where you might just lay around in bed all day you know just you know a uh, wake up in fear Early in the morning, panicking because you just don't know what's going on, you know. In Clarksdale, you're gonna you're gonna have vision, you know. You're gonna live a a, a very uh, well directed life.
1: What what happens in Clarksdale? Like, what is the what is the appeal besides the the overall feeling?
3: Well, you know, I was there uh, myself, my wife uh, Rachel Rachel Rabbit White, and myself and her and her parents, my in laws. We all went down uh to uh clarksdale i guess it was uh sort of like uh the the wedding gift to us was they got us tickets to this uh outdoor uh blues concert thing that was going on in clarksdale and i didn't really do my homework on it but i was uh i was uh pleasantly surprised by the experience there was this uh there was this act the uh was it talking dread right and it's sort of like uh uh, these guys you know they they do reggae versions of the talking heads song uh <laughs> talking heads songs and you know i think actually uh, uh some of the members at least i believe were uh, in the tom tom club you know is uh, the
1: wow yeah and
3: uh, uh yeah so they played all the uh played all the bangers uh some, you know some <laughs> of them in reggae time and some of them kind of the way you would remember them if you've never heard psycho killer done dub style it's it's quite the thing <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: and there's some some of those bands where you where the name is, is works just so perfectly that you can just kind of figure the music out after the fact. Like if you come up with Talking Dread as a <laughs> reggae Talking Heads cover band, like yeah, it's true, it's true. It's it's in the it's written in the stars. No, for sure. So you were mentioning before about it having some great energy there, and then you know how some cities might you know drain the energy. What do you have an example of a city that? You know the energy there just drains you.
3: Uh, I mean, just just too too many to count. You know, I've been so many <laughs> places, and it's just you know, it's just they they just suck. I mean, there are just so many fucking horrible places that you can go. Uh,
2: <laughs> That's- that it's
3: just too it's just too many to name, really. but clarksdale's not one of them okay okay
1: i'm glad that clarksdale makes a cut yeah we're on tour we were we were in boston on sunday and that's a place that sucks the life out of me
3: yeah i've heard boston is rough i've never been to boston i've never been to philadelphia and never spent a lot of time there they say philadelphia is like a real mean-spirited town now i've never been i can't verify that but you just hear things about places that other people said i mean me i'm a bit biased you know i sort of like I'm a depressive a lot of times, you know, and it's just so for me to, you know, you know, get before an audience here and just start, you know, I don't know, saying which one sucks and which it's not fair because yeah. you know I'm probably not the person to ask. Let's say we should probably find more of an optimist to, to, <laughs> what to make this? those. Words. Yeah,
0: you're just like what what cities are what cities are bad? All of them. Oh,
3: well, <laughs> I'm very just, depressed all the I'll time start. and I
0: hate them all. <laughs> Next
1: question. Let me start with the top with all of them. Uh, what is the do you go back to Cleveland? Do you have like anybody there? Is there a relationship with the city or are you good to never go back again?
3: you know i miss uh, i miss Cleveland uh you know Cleveland gets uh, maybe uh i don't know Cleveland is not necessarily at the top of a lot of people's list of destinations you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it it's uh it's a beautiful city i think uh you know people would be surprised were they to go around that way just uh just how beautiful parts of it is, you know, the architecture. And then it's just, yeah, you know, they, uh, I don't, know if they still do, but there was a time that it was called the forest city. Cause it's got a lot of trees in it, despite, you know, being fairly paved over. They, they've spared a lot of the trees around that way. And, uh, it's good The you know, the green trees and the gray sky, it's it kind of the green trees juxtaposed against the, the low overcast clouds that are just sort of like spitting Oof. little flecks of rain on you, you know, through 200 days of the year, you know, when it's not snowing, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful time and it's got, it's got decent energy. It's it's more of a. It's it's more of a bipolar town, you know. the The transitional season's there. Uh, it comes alive, you know. And then uh, winter and summer, you have to be careful that you don't just you know turn your bath red one day. But uh, you know, <laughs> so you take the the good with the bad.
0: <laughs> Damn, Nico, you real you really are a writer. You you've, you you paint a picture with the words. I got to say.
3: Uh, well, I stole that actually from Robin Roberts, uh, Robin Robertson poem where he talks about drawing a red bath. So I, I'm not going to take credit where credit is due or credit isn't, isn't even,
0: due. I was, I was thinking that before you even mentioned <laughs> drawing a red bath. I might steal that. Yeah. I'm going I'm to steal that.
1: Today. I knew
3: everybody was doing it. I knew everybody <laughs> listening was going to be pounding the table. Spitting, a, spitting <laughs> the macaroni and cheese out, being this guy's a fucking fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I recognized that stanza before, and uh, yeah, the the craft macaroni and cheese is all over. I'm, I turned my table orange. It's kind of like turning the
3: bath red, you know. Well, yeah, I like just stole the macaroni up. and cheese thing from one of Joyce's letters, but never oh, been. Nico, this oh, guy, you're a fraud damn at damn this it, point,
1: man. God damn it, you know, you could trick us all. Where we want to be tricked. That's the beauty of the American people. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be lied to it's part of lying to us yeah
3: it's in our dna bro
1: it's this is what we this is what we were born to do is to be lied to and smile and believe it you know that
3: yeah i do i like it better that way myself i love it that way
0: (laughs) so nico a couple days ago instagram went down how'd you handle it what'd you do to get through it
3: (laughs) you know i've never had a i've never done it i I didn't even know (laughs) until afterward i had heard about it i don't know my wife she didn't even bother telling me. She knew I didn't care because I, I don't have an account. So
0: you're not so you have do you have any social media?
3: No, I don't. I don't have social media. I missed it, you know? I missed that. Yeah. Whenever they trained everybody on how to use it, I was not I was not around. So I just kind of yeah, everything went to shit while I was gone, I'll tell you. I got out and like the day I got out, they're like life was canceled. indefinitely because you
1: so (laughs) you you were you got out you got out of jail basically when covid was really striking correct
3: i was released from the halfway house the day that lockdown started in mississippi jesus christ
1: dude that is the worst timing i've ever heard and and i mean at the halfway house, though, and I, I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with a with halfway house. But you 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 leave for work, you come back, you sleep. It's a little bit of a group situation, so you have access to a phone and TV and stuff. Correct?
3: Uh, a phone, yeah, and a phone, yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a TV in prison too. It's the same deal, you know. It's true. A billion guys huddled around one TV, you know, sort of deal. So, but yeah, no, I did have the I did have the phone. You know, I swore to myself when I was in prison, I said, I'm not getting one of these iPhone things, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not doing it. And then, you know, you get to the halfway house and you find out that the only people who are not allowed to have iPhones, right, are people convicted of like sex charges, like, you know, child pornography and stuff like that. So I didn't want to be walking around with a with a fucking flip phone having people think I was a fucking pedophile. <laughs> so the first thing I did was buy an iPhone, you know. And it got its hooks in me and uh, you know, it's really just ruined my life uh in a lot of ways, but
0: Hey man, beat, you beats being a pedophile, trust me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely beats <laughs> in a battle. Wow. What are the popular? What
1: What are the? I mean, I, I've. What are the popular programs in in the halfway house and in prison? Like, what are the? I mean, is, is it like sports? Or are we watching a, a different kind of television? Are we watching, you know, like a procedural? What What is the popular entertainment?
3: Law and Order. You know, yeah. During the daytime, you know. Uh, you law and order will be on maybe you know the biggest one though kind of like traditionally and this is a tradition that's dying out. I don't know if it's like kind of they lost a lot of people when they uh made the transition from Bob Barker to Drew Carey, but the, you know uh, the Price is Right.
2: Was, oh, you a, know, was a
3: staple was a staple in prison, and you know, it, it, well, usually like well, I don't know if like you're in a federal place, like kind of pre-trial you know all the clothes and all the soap that they give you and i think even the shower shoes everything says you know made by bob barker industries you know bob barker is making all the stuff right now hold on it's not the same bob barker though right
2: but i don't (laughs) think people
3: realize that right and it's sort of a recent thing and it's like i think there was like a congressman called bob barker i think he may have been from like arizona or something he he had this brilliant idea he says like wait a minute like there's, you know, there's gold in these hills. Like we could make these little <laughs> shower shoes and jumpsuits and stuff, sell them to the prisons. No shortage of people going to prison. Anyway, it's not the Bob Barker that wants you to spay your, your dog. Spay your dog, or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's another one. But you know, a lot of people don't don't get that. They think it's 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 the Bob Barker from TV. And uh, you know, hopefully nobody ever, well, whatever. You know, exacts revenge on the wrong. Bob Barker for profit and off of that sort of deal, but anyway, yeah, you know the the keeping up with the Kardashians, uh, because you know you got cable in the feds. Mm. Uh, You know, basketball wise, keeping up with the Kardashians, that sort of stuff. You know, stuff with like rich women in it. That's big uh, (laughs) uh, with some of the people.
0: Why? Why do? Why? What is it about the? I mean, I understand obviously. I don't care if they're rich. You know what I mean?
3: Well, yeah, and also I don't know. You know, it's kind of a you know, I mean, just the, the Kardashians, the whole.
0: It's just like a fantasy life. It's yeah, like, it's, I mean, yeah. Whatever they're doing is the exact opposite of what you're doing. At that Yeah,
3: moment. I mean, you know, they're just kind of like they're just kind of riding around eating sushi with, you know, whatever <laughs> dudes like <laughs> living with them, you know, whatever. And, mm. you know, people like that um mm-hmm. let's see what it, else uh you know some of the you know some of the crime shows i think sons of anarchy was pretty popular sure sure uh things like that and then you know the sports obviously for the betting
0: oh yeah the betting
3: you know in, in federal prison it's weird like the tv is kind of segregated it's like there's a white tv room there's a, a black tv room it's an unfortunate kind of thing and you know there's the there's the, there's the what's called the Spanish TV, which is what people who speak Spanish watch, whether they be Mexican or Guatemalan or from El Salvador or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, on the Spanish TV, you'll have like something, uh, I remember it was a, uh, Que Pobre Tan Ricos or, you know, something like that, or, or, or just the soccer. We had Univision, not Telemundo.
1: Do you speak Espanol?
3: Well, uh, uh, you know... I don't know. You know, when I was in prison, I spoke a little better. But yeah, you know, blah blah blah. You know, menos. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. I played see, see. soccer
0: Mas in
1: prison.
3: Menos. It's the only place I've ever played soccer. Uh, has been in prison.
1: Did you get good? Uh, no,
3: I, I was good enough to to play. But I was, you know. And then after after seven or eight years, I, I finally, you know, maybe it was six years. It took me to score a goal, like in you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, that's big, though. That's a, yeah, it's a big accomplishment. That yeah but so anyway yeah and then like uh you know so on the black TV, it's gonna be like something maybe like keeping up with the kardashians or whatever and then on the white tv it's gonna be like like fucking swamp people or some shit like that or <laughs> the
0: duck dynasty you know swamp people.
2: <laughs> gun
3: smoke during the day now there was a mm-hmm. time Right. And there's this guy Bullet. He was okay. He was a he was a cool dude. I, I don't know what Bullet I think Bullet still still got a minute to go, but uh, you know, Bullet was real into watching Ancient Aliens. It was the only show he wanted oh, to watch. You know, but oh, the problem Bullet. was is they show ancient aliens like a hundred times a day, you know, so it's like <laughs> yeah it's the only show you want to watch but like yes they show it like a hundred times a day like it's a marathon kind of deal
0: they beat it into your skull so yeah yeah
3: and then then there was this guy bullet
0: didn't stand a chance
3: but there was this guy he came down you know from uh, one of these medium security prisons or something and and this was a low security prison you know and it's like you know if you're at a low you got like 10 years or less on your sentence or, you know, if you're at a, a medium, you know, it's like you're kind of between 10 and 20 years. Other, otherwise you have like a, a criminal record, you know, like a couple prior convictions, some, something like that. Mm-hmm. But this guy, he rolls down, he's kind of a heavy set, dude, not necessarily in shape, you know, but he's heavy. And uh, he's got all these tattoos up his neck and all this stuff. And not Bullet, he's not, you know, he's not tatted up. And, you know, he's a friendly guy. And he wants to. All he wants to do is watch the Ancient Aliens, you know. But bullet—he's kind of older, man. He's in his fifties. And this other guy—he's—he's uh, he's a bit younger. Maybe he's in his thirties, but he's heavy set. You know, they're both about—you know—they're both north of two thirty at least. You know. Mm. So anyway, this guy's like, nah. You know, we're not gonna watch Ancient Aliens. You know, this is not happening. Well, so, you know, Bullet's like, we're going to watch Ancient Aliens, man. I don't know, like, <laughs> if you know, like, what the program is. I know you're new here, but we watch Ancient Aliens.
0: Uh, I wasn't <laughs> asking. I was telling.
3: They started fighting about this in the TV room. And then the TV room used to be called the bubble. People used to sleep in it sort of when the place was overcrowded. And then, so you could kind of see what was going on. And then, if you were watching and you couldn't hear the sound, as I was, because I was on the tier across. and, I was with my buddy Jones and Jones was like, look at that, you know, and so we're watching and it looks, you remember, uh, did you ever see the show Power Rangers? I don't know, you know, what the sure. age is here, but you remember how to, mm-hmm. how the, at the end of the show, they would all get real big, and they would throw those like real slow punches with the robot or the monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like mm-hmm. that, like the most slow motion fight you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then just like this old guy bullets, you know, winding up and it's just kinda <laughs> like, you know, you're just like watching it go, you know, like while you're cooking an egg, right? And then all of a sudden the young the younger guy with the tattooed, you know, the tattooed neck and everything, arm just snaps.
2: Shit. just, <laughs>
3: Just snaps, right? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> everybody was stuck watching ancient aliens for a, a pretty long time and, I, <laughs> and when i quit watching my job or when i quit my, quit my job after after my book came out you know and i kind of had more free time i suppose you know I, I i would sit around and watch ancient aliens with bullets sometimes as well <laughs> but you know it just it goes to sh- the t te- my point is tv is very serious thing in prison yeah and uh it's what a lot of the you know, a lot of fights, it's over TV or gambling or something like that. And you know, anyway, I don't know.
1: Now, did you get a lot of reading done in, in prison? Like, was that how you spent? Were you watching more TV or were you doing a lot of reading?
3: Doing a lot of reading. Found out I liked reading, you know.
1: I was going to ask, is that something you you had been interested in? Or were you? is this something you had discovered in prison with the free time and kind of the access to books?
3: Yeah, it was more of a free time thing. I mean, I dabbled in books. And, like, you know, I think we all, like, you know, I don't think anybody really hates to read, right? I mean I just think that they have other priorities, you know. And especially when you when you're out and about in the world, you know, you got bills to pay, things like that, drug problems to feed, maybe. Who knows what what it is. You know, sick relative to take care of, you know, it could be anything. But you're you know, you're always just trying running around, you know, trying to hustle up some money, right? And and uh sort of the last thing on your mind is uh is reading, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh you know, one of the fortunate things, I guess one of the silver linings of, of the of the great cloud or whatever they're in prison is that, you know, there, there are no bills, there's no urgency, and nobody is counting on you for anything mm-hmm. anymore, you know? So it sort of left to your own devices. Um, you know, you, you watch TV, you're sitting in one of these terrible plastic chairs, you know, the kind, I don't know, that they have in like, prison. I don't know. I mean you don't really see them anywhere else. And then uh
0: moral of the story, they're not very nice chairs. Not good. Yeah,
3: not very comfortable chairs. You know, basically they're just like the, the the basic the the number one thing that they got in mind designing these chairs is that you couldn't use them to kill somebody. Yeah. Or yeah. or beat somebody with, you know, so they're real kind of flimsy, lightweight, uncomfortable chairs. Yeah, it's just kind of like a straight ninety degree angle sort of deal. I don't know, kind of cups well, anyway. Who knows? But
2: <laughs> you know,
3: you know, you can be, you can get more comfortable reading a book. You lay up in your rack, you know. You sit, sit, sit a little more comfortable, especially. You know, I was just like kind of messed up. I had broken a couple vertebrae when I was locked up. You know, well, when Ooh. I was getting arrested, you know, whatever, one way <laughs> or another. But anyway, mm-hmm. so. You know, it was, uh, it was a good sedentary activity, you know. And then I found out, you know, it's just like you go to high school and that's probably like the last time you're like you're really studying English, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then you find out, you know, there's like more books than just like, you know, The Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> so like I was saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I, I was saying, I says to the guy, I says to him. But yeah. So you kind of discovered. That there might actually be some books out there in the world that would interest you greatly, versus just like, you know, I'm gonna read the required reading, The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's like one of the big things. I guess you know, I don't know. I started, I started off kind of getting into him just sort of as a way to kill time. And I mean, I'm literally talking about reading like Louis L'Amour. You know, the stuff that's on the reading card. You know, it's like these little, like, kind of like. Mm-hmm pocket size like you know 110 page like cowboy books right but it's just like anything to kill the time you'll read anything
0: you you've got the time to read truly every book in the whole motherfucker
3: (laughs) exactly right so then you know and then like a you know and then this guy you know his daughter was sending him these hemingway books you know like every book hemingway had ever read right and then his buddy was sending him these like jack reacher novels right and this guy was like, man, this Jack Reacher is really great. You should read these Jack Reacher books or something. And I was like, you know, what's up with these Hemingway books over here? You know, I might read these, <laughs> you know, and I don't know, you know, I mean, it's just like, you, you know, there's, see, so did you, you stop? I stopped reading the cowboy books and there were only so many in these Hemingway books, you know, so I started kind of reading those over and over ad nauseum, right. You know, mm-hmm. reading about, you know, like bullfights and drinking and eating food that didn't that wasn't terrible and stuff like that. And it's sort of, <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of like a way of escaping. Right. And then, oh. uh, yeah, man, and then, I don't know, something like, I don't know, sort of ran out of that. You can only read it so many times. And then I was like, well, you know. I'll give, like, uh, what was it? Like, The Mayor of Casterbridge by Thomas Hardy was just randomly in the book card, right? And it's, like, one of these Penguin classics. And I'm, like, I I, I just pick it up on a whim. And, you know, I don't know what I'm thinking is going to be, but I'm thinking it's going to be, like, you know, something where somebody's, like, courting a lady and they're going to drink tea and, you know, there's going to be some whispering. <laughs> and, you know, somebody's, you know, whatever. <laughs> one of those sort of deals, you know? And I read the first chapter and, like, this thing like slaps. I mean, like the first chapter, the- <laughs> this guy gets drunk at a fair and auctions off his wife and kid. I'm like, holy, <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, cause you think people back in the day, like it's that's a big like, first oh, chapter move. Yeah. We don't talk about stuff like this. You know, there's like a sense of propriety, you know, and, and, and like, you know, this is something that would never be in a 19th century sort of Victorian novel type deal. And it's just, You know, this is like you know Jerry Springer wishes he had something like this. You know, I mean, so you know, I continue to read this book, and it was good. And uh, you know, so you know, I wasn't you know as sort of like biased against that sort of thing. You know, I read Fielding and stuff like that when I got to prison, found it in the library. You know, uh, my preconceptions of what these novels. Were was completely mistaken, and then you know, there's just a lot of, st- you know, there's a lot of s- uh, stuff. And I mean, if you're in prison and you just completely fucked your life off, and you're just like a total embarrassment, just like you know, a blue blue ribbon moron, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. these these stories of. These stories of like <laughs> depravity and redemption, you know, you can get a, you can go along with that. You can be like, yes, you know, yeah. become the mayor of Casterbridge after you've auctioned your wife and child off at a fair, <laughs> you know, and, and make make up for whatever you star, you know, and all this. So definitely there was that, and you know, then discovering the Russian novels, um, you know, because I guess I had read like Crime and Punishment before. That was my only exposure to Russian literature. It's very. Uh, You know, you read, you learn a lot reading Russian, Russian stuff, man. I mean, these are people that really, really understand comedy, believe it or not. And really understand, I mean, it's like there would be no, uh, curb your enthusiasm. There would be no, um arrested development or anything like that you know the the stuff with like the really good socially awkward situations type comedy Mm -hmm. you know yes the russians invented it like invented that maybe i mean the french did a little bit too i mean uh diderot or whatever but uh or diderot or whatever you would pronounce his name i don't know one of those encyclopedias guys but um Mm. did uh what Jacques the Fatalist or something, the Fatalist. But anyway, you know, but like notes from the underground or anything, I mean, the Brothers Karamazov, any of those Dostoevsky books, I mean, you just talk about somebody just completely abasing themselves while completely unaware of the fact that they're abasing themselves. And it's just like so brutally just spot on <laughs> and, 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 and funny in a way that it was just like, those sorts of things can be funny and true in the way that they can be true, and and then they also have this sort of uh, they're they're so dynamic in the way that they can kind of turn from these sort of farces and then into these uh, and and just turn on a dime and just like cut your heart out, you know what I mean?
0: In a way that the only the Russians can do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only the way. Yeah, it's, only uh, way.
3: It was real inspiring, you know, uh, just to see that they're like, I don't know that you could learn this. From, that you could learn things about life from reading books and understand your own life better from reading novels. I didn't. I didn't I never really thought about that before. And and, that, and as much as the devil, maybe like the reason that people I don't know engaged in that sort of behavior, like novel reading. You know.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, you're really starting to make uh, make federal prison sound pretty good, just in terms of you know absorbing knowledge from books. I mean, the other part not so good, but. It's sort of, you know, I've had such a hard time, you know, with the attention span to, to finish books that I know I should be reading. And I, that I, would, I just wonder if there's some type of like freeing feeling when you're in there and all you can do, like the most entertaining thing you can do is now reading a book versus like, you know, social media and movies and video games and TV and going to the mall and trying to get your dick sucked or whatever it is. If it's just books, then and you just kind of give yourself over to them, you could probably just, you know, change your whole way of life. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's a lot like being dead, you know, I mean, it's as, it's as close to being dead as you can get without like, you know, coming physically closer to being dead. But as far as it's just like, you cease to exist yeah. in the world, you know, you're kind of like a ghost, you know, a ghost that somebody, you know, your mom can come visit the ghost in in the visiting room. And then the ghost got to go away back to, you know, whatever behind the the cage or whatever. But, you know, like you, you time doesn't matter anymore for all intents and purposes <clears throat> you've ceased to exist as like a corporal being out in the world you know I mean you still exist in prison much like you would exist in you know hell or something you know hypothetically speaking you know there's got to be something to to stick the pitchfork in but
2: <laughs> you know
3: at the same time it's liberating in as much as that time this really is not an issue
0: did you get a lot of fan mail when you're when you're back there uh
3: did you get a lot of letters yeah yeah I, I did uh, you know because they had your your address you know they can look you up on the uh, on the website for the BOP they can they can track you down so
1: oh I didn't know that so you're saying any anybody can find your name and address and send you send you a letter
3: not anymore when I was in prison though, yeah <laughs> no, yeah, no I know, yeah I know I <laughs> know
1: no, I, I'm i sorry. I meant to make that distinction. I know not now. I didn't know that was how it worked. I didn't know you could just find any inmates in information and send stuff.
3: Yeah, I apologize to anybody who gets looked up as a result of this. But then again, they probably can't hear the podcast, so they won't know it was me. Don't mention me if you write somebody in prison.
2: <laughs> you can't
3: listen
1: to podcasts in prison? That That's the crime itself. I'm, I'm shocked by that.
3: Maybe one day you'll be able to, but uh, not... You actually can do MP3s, I guess. MP3s, they let the MP3s in. You know, they used to be able to have a radio and you used to be able to buy cigarettes, right? So now you can still buy a radio, but you can't buy cigarettes anymore. So I think to make up for not selling cigarettes, they started selling MP3s. And you get, like, (laughs) the world's worst. I mean, it's like in in prison, America's terrible. They give you the worst MP3 player, right? But it is really a terrible MP3 (laughs) player. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know you can you can you can pay like a dollar a song or something you could get a song and uh you Damn. can get like mm. the clean version the clean added of a rap song too and you know you can get some bob seeger or something you know see so it's not all the good the shit. selection isn't that great I, I imagine that but it could be words yeah i mean
1: i i think that not having like the thought of like not hearing music at all is pretty staggering you know what i mean like that that's kind of like a a shock to the system in some ways like like many other things
0: music is life
3: yeah music's important you gotta have it and uh yeah i don't know so when yeah it's true and when i was uh when i was in chicago i'll tell you i was in uh, mcc chicago for a little while and uh they had a great npr station there you know and uh, you know i'd sort of like liked the idea of liking classical music before but You know, uh, it was a bad summer for music. It was like "Moves Like Jagger" was like the song that they played like every five (laughs) seconds, or was in the fall. And uh, terrible song. LMFAO. You know, was 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 on a lot. Hold,
0: hold your tongue now, brother. That's, hold that, your tongue that, now. That's okay. one of Jason's
1: favorites. So let's not let's not but piss I, him off. Let's I'm not piss I'm him not, off. Today. Don't go too far. Saying
3: that it's a problem, but I'm just saying it's like they just played it every three <laughs> seconds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who am I to say moves like Jagger? And I know that's not on that video, but you know who am I to say that's not a hit song? <laughs> Obviously, the the people voted and they've said that's that's a smash hit. <laughs> okay, but you know mm-hmm. there were five songs that you could hear. Well, my, so what my Sally, he called my uh, what did he say like my sad violins or something I would be listening to the the <laughs> NPR station they have a great classical music NPR program or they did anyway in 2011 in Chicago it was uh, you know it was really great though it paid dividends because you know the uh, on the MP3 player you know if you wanted like um, the new Jay Z song you know you're gonna pay a dollar thirty for that and you know relative to that they were given the classical music away i mean it was like you know it was a third of the price i could really load up on that and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it was uh it was uh chopin was always
0: on clearance sale <laughs> yeah 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 Chopin. yeah exactly i find classical
1: yeah. music to be it's something i've gotten into in the last like five years probably i listen to it a lot in the car while i drive i find it very comforting it It has that cinematic quality, I think that makes things feel more dramatic than they are in like a nice way,
3: yeah, in a, in a comforting way it's 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 grounded almost right,
0: especially if your mind is a prison, it can be a very calming thing to put on, yeah,
3: because it's either that or screaming screaming and and, <laughs> and dominoes is pounding you got two you got two
0: options, chief
1: well, did you so? Are you writing a book now? What's the vibe? Like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm writing a book. I'm, I'm trying to finish it. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's, I've been up to doing a lot of stuff, you know. I've been doing a lot of things. I got married. I've I've moved a couple of times, you know. Other things have happened that are just, you know, I don't know. Fucking, I was in a coma, went to rehab. I don't know. My, you know, my mom died. And stuff, but, but somehow I've like managed to write, you know, hundreds of pages of stuff. And it's just, this, so I'm at that part where you're just trying to turn it into something that's like, that holds together as one, one thing, you know, and, and that you, and that you're proud of and that you're like willing to let go. Cause you don't want to like, you don't want to put something out and then regret it, you know? And it's, it's sort of changed a lot as it's, as it's gone on, just kind of like, you know, what the idea of it is and, and, and where I want to go. And I'm working on that, and I'm working on like two other things as well. And then I don't know. Anytime like I have to like write, you know, some like I don't know, some other thing. It's just like I'm so OCD about it that it's like you know, I've written like twelve thousand words for something that's like you know gets like five hundred words of space or something like that. But uh, sure, sure, you sure. Know, the idea is, I guess, you know, it's like you know, publish or die, right? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hopefully it works out, and then uh, you know, we'll see. But I don't know, some of it's good, some of it's I don't know, some of it's I think you know, I'm at this point, and it was kind of at a point that I came to when I was uh working on you know, cherry. And uh, you know, somebody would be giving me these books by this by a couple, like kind of I don't know, subcontinent Asian philosophers, like this guy. Nizagadata Maharaj and this other guy Osho. And it's a bit new agey kind of things that were like invoked. I mean, obviously it's New Agey in America. It's like the oldest stuff in the world in India, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Technically it's the oldest stuff in the world. But Yeah, but but yeah, so you know, I don't wanna sound, you know, too stupid, but um So, like, what it is, is, like, ah, you know, it's, like, I kind of got to the point where I'm just, like, you know, why isn't this, like, you know, like, I don't know, other books that I've read, why isn't it more booky you know? Why isn't this more booky And then, you know, (laughs) I'm reading these things, and it's just sort of, like, what I took away from it is just, like, you know, it's just going to be what it is, you know? If I want to, like, be somebody else, right, who's going to write something else, I'm going to need a time machine and go back you know, basically about to like the moment after I stopped breastfeeding and work from there, you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) And like, (laughs) just become a completely
3: different person, you know, who knows different things, who has a different perspective and like, you know, is speaking from a different position and a different status. Otherwise it's not, it's never going to happen. So essentially it's impossible. And, you know, I'm, just kind of at the point right now where I just need to accept that this is what it is like this is who I am this is what I write and you know if I would like it to be another way you know tough shit you know what I mean and and then just sort of uh you know say fuck it and let it go and you know hopefully somebody will take it up and uh you know I'll get to uh I'll get to eat again you know <laughs>
1: yeah I mean are there are there people i mean uh, is there pressure to finish it or is this this your world and they live in it and you're gonna finish it when you finish
3: it uh no I mean there's no pressure to finish it I mean you know they got tons of people who want to write books nobody cares if I write another book or not you know what I mean there's you know <laughs> a million people who want to be writers well
0: uh, people care but the the world will keep spinning if you don't yeah that's
3: I mean, there are, there are plenty of other people. It's not like there's going to be a book crisis if I don't write the book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm sure other people have told you before, but you know you've you've got the you've got the thing that other writers don't have of just, you know just like this is the style I write in, and that's it, and this is me, and you know it's it's got a lot of balls and it's got a lot of heart, and you, you know you're laying it all out, and that's all shit that. You know, writers, you, you just can't learn it. You can't teach it. It's just kind of in you or it's not in you. So, you know, be be grateful that you have that, you know, that special thing in you that, you know, all you have to do is just write whatever and and it's already
3: done. Wow, thanks. That's uh, really kind of you to say. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No
1: problem. No, I mean it's 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 real though. I think Jason's right. I think that there's there's things you can learn. There's things you can't learn, and and usually the ones you can't learn are the most valuable.
3: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of truth in that. You just uh, there's no no substitute for experience. A lot of times, you know.
1: Well, you have a lot of you have a lot of life experience. You might have the most life experience for anyone I've ever talked to.
3: Uh, well, you know, a lot of people are better at just keeping them keeping themselves to themselves than I am. You know, so you know, maybe they just don't <laughs> let it all hang out you know people want to hear it
1: let's say like, i mean is there things beyond i mean are there things beyond writing that you that you want to do like are there things you want to get into that that you're working towards
3: oh uh, no i mean not really i mean i don't know i mean you know we all just sort of worry we all sort of worry these days about you know what's uh what's gonna happen i guess and we have a lot of anxiety about that i guess i, I imagine a lot of people have as much anxiety as i do sort of you know, what does the future look like now going forward? So, you know, there's a lot of that worrying, uh, same as I imagine most people do these days. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. just sort of, I mean, it's just, I guess it sounds corny, but I just sort of, you know, I just want to be a good husband. You know, I don't want to embarrass my wife. Don't want to let her down, you know, uh, definitely, uh, I I do have a little interest in plants and, and plant propagation and stuff like that. If me woman bore you to death, I can, talk, I can talk about it. Unfortunately, I don't have any land to grow plants on at the moment, but maybe one of these days we'll put it together. We'll get it going.
0: So how do you how do you like married life so far? How long have you been married for? Congratulations, by the way.
3: Thank you. I got married in June. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, you have somebody around that actually like, you know, I don't know, that has a vested interest in, you know, for whatever reason, I suppose, you know, that, you know, how you, how you're doing, you know, impacts how they're doing and and they, and they care for you as if, you know, I don't know, they care for you as if their life depended on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they, they worry about you as if, you know, they were worrying about themselves. You know, that's, it's, it's something that I, that I always need to be grateful for you know, it's just, it's, it's fun too. I mean, she's, she's great. She's so smart too. I mean, she's, uh, yeah, she's just, uh, a real gifted writer, a real gifted poet. What I do is important to her too, you know? I mean, it's not like one of these things where, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to the sprocket factory every day and, you know, she could care less, you know, she, uh, she you know she cares about what i do and uh maybe
0: you you could write something and and she could take a look at it and give you some notes and vice versa and yeah
3: tell me what it needs right yeah tell me
0: it stinks no it's good baby it's good you're such a good writer oh you're so hot and then you start making
3: it <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that man you clearly a born <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did she move from New York to to Oxford?
3: Yeah, it was going to be a little temporary deal, and then I got shot down trying to move to New York. So she, she's toughing it. She's toughing it out. For, I mean, she doesn't. You know, it's whatever. She's she's from a small town originally. Uh, you know, southern Illinois. So she's not like a snob or anything. It's not like Green Acres. But, but at the
0: in the in the post-COVID world, you know, where, where you live doesn't really matter quite as much as it used to. You know, you can just do it, especially when you're writers, you know, truly be anywhere as long as you have a, a computer and the Internet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's again, it's like, you know, you just I mean, that's why you say to post-COVID world. I mean, it's just like, so what? we're not in New York. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, as far as like the list of things that there are, you know, people have to complain about and that anybody would care about. I don't imagine, like, us being in, not being in New York really pulls anyone's heartstrings, you know? So, you know, whatever. <laughs> we, we make the best of it, and we're, and, uh, we're getting along, you know? Hopefully, uh, hopefully, wherever we end up, you know, is where we we're supposed to be, and it'll be good. So, yeah, but it's, we're happy. We get along well. How are you guys? How have you been doing? What's up? Hey man,
1: funny you say that. <sighs> we're good, man. I mean, you know, it's uh it's it's an interesting thing to do something like like this in front of people every night. You know, this is we just we started this tour, you know, in Atlanta on Friday. So, that we this is our third show tonight in Philadelphia. So, it's it's been an interesting experience for sure. We
0: started this podcast when right when COVID kind of started and you know, now we're Now we're, you know, on tour and doing it in front of audiences, which is which is crazy. And then, you know, every once in a while we get to talk to somebody like you just randomly in a hotel room, which is equally crazy. And, you know, every day something weird like that happens. It's kind of uh kind of fun and interesting, you know?
3: Okay. So thank God like this wasn't live in Philadelphia when I was like, Hey, Phil, so I've heard Philadelphia sucks. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry been, you know? don't,
1: don't worry, Nico. I'll be doing that tonight on stage, and
0: we'll give you a full report if I make it out of here. I'll let you know how many stitches he got.
3: <laughs> I heard it's a tough town. I heard they booed Santa Claus. That's what I know.
0: <laughs> oh shit, you know actually while 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 you were back there in the pen, did you pick up some some kind of street jokes like that, some little some little kind of Rodney Dangerfield one liners. I feel like you got a couple in you, Nico.
3: If you hadn't mentioned it just now, I probably would have been able to come uh, remember one, but now my mind is 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 uh, is That's okay. you know almost completely blank. So, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm real bad at remembering jokes on the spot. It's like maybe my biggest defect as far as like, you know, what I can but like, you know, it's like I'd be I'd be if you asked me to darn you some socks right now, I would be. Able, I would be. And I've never even darned socks before. But I could do that before I could tell you a joke. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. I can never remember them.
0: No, I'm. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm the same way. I heard a million jokes. If you told me to tell me five of them, I gun to my head. I'd say, tell my chick. I loved her."
3: Okay, wait. Now I'll tell you one that uh, that somebody told me. This isn't a prison joke, but it's it's a joke that I heard while I was at work from the halfway house and i was and i heard this joke okay it says uh mm-hmm. okay i hope that this is like a domestic audience that we're talking to but you know relatively so, domestic
1: uh, relatively how, domestic
3: how can you tell that okay how can you tell that et okay. e- is british because he looks british
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. damn shout
0: out to all our london listeners those are the best. Those are the best kind of jokes, you know. Uh, it, harm, yeah. it harms. Yeah, no I, one. that's it harms not my no joke.
3: And I'm not sure, gonna say sure whose joke that is. But that's the only joke I could remember. I don't agree with that joke. I think the British <laughs> people are beautiful. But that's the only <laughs> joke that I know today. It's the only one that I could remember.
0: I think it's a great joke, and there's no reason. You know, it, it seems like you're a very sweet guy, and you really don't want to. You know, you really don't want to piss anyone off. Yeah. And I think that's kind of refreshing because nowadays, you know, especially, I guess, just hanging out and talking to Chris, you know, <laughs> all all we do is kind of talk shit on people because that's kind of what people like to hear. But, you know, we do it in a, you know, in a fun and loving way where we're not really trying to like hurt anyone's feelings. But, you know, it's fun to have a little bit of that chat sometimes. But you really are just, a, you know, a sweet guy through and through down to the core. So it's refreshing to see especially in america you know
3: yeah yeah well you know but in all fairness though people do make a lot of jokes about americans well deserved i imagine so it's, it's okay sure. you know we can live with it you know i'm mean, anytime anybody
1: everybody everybody can live with it
3: yeah i mean you know anybody tells a joke about america i say you know well that's fair
1: that's fair mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't i say say it to my face bitch is what i usually say <laughs>
3: Say it to the drone, motherfucker! No, exactly. Kidding. Say it yeah. to the
1: drone. Exactly. <laughs> you, now you're now you're picking up my fucking energy. You know what it's. I just saluted you, but you can't see me. But you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I, Nico, once you're once you're able to kind of travel freely throughout the world, is there a place that you uh, you guys plan on hitting first?
3: Jeez, I don't know. Anywhere, man. I mean, I just kind of like I don't know. Europe would be nice, but even other places, you know, like fuck, I mean, I was like, I I got this attitude, like. Like I, would, like, I would want to go anywhere, like, in the world. You know what I mean? Just anywhere just to be able to be free to move around. Would yeah. Be like, you know.
0: Even Russia. Fuck it. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, it's weird. You know, my my wife, you know, she's into astrology. She was looking at my astrological chart and stuff like that. And it's crazy, bro. What time were you born, babe? Something like four in the afternoon. I was in Decatur, Georgia, something like that. But, Damn. you know, there's like this <laughs> map that she was looking at, right? And it goes kind of, it shows kind of like where where the energy fields that are ideal for you kind of cross, and where where you know mm-hmm. what what parts of the world would be good for you for what and for what reason, right? Uh, hold on one second. Actually, she's just walked into the garage while I'm pacing around talking to you. What what was this? I believe it's called astrocartography. It's called astrocartography, she says. Oh, the, astrocartography. Yes. So I mean. That's timely, isn't it? That she would just come in here being like, what are you doing down here? Anyway, so... <laughs> what are you doing down here, Nika? Are you talking about astrology
0: again? <laughs> so, yeah,
3: right? So anyway, as far as my astro cartography goes, like the, the point of uh, uh, astro cartography where all the lines intersect is like somewhere in the middle of the Siberian wilderness in Russia. So if like, if I ever could make my way to the Siberian wilderness... I would have my shit together, like I've never had it before in my life. Like I would Interesting. be, I would be fucking, I would be able to shuffle cards like properly, even you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the big shit. You know, really do the important things in life. Yeah, man. As opposed to just being at war with inan- inanimate objects all the time, they always are lashing out at me, striking me, <laughs> <laughs> striking me.
0: Damn! Now I need to find out. Hopefully, my uh, my astral cartological destination is somewhere a little bit more a little more tropical and warm than the than the Siberian forest hopefully but you know you got to go you got to go where the uh, where the stars tell you to go i think that'd be you know you could do that once you're able to go out you know you could sell that yeah. you know get get fuck get those fucking guys over at gq to pay for your plane ticket your your siberian tent mm, yeah. fees they'll pay for all that well
3: god willing you know they would uh but rachel says she's not going so i don't know i mean <laughs> oh.
0: rachel's smart
3: Have rachel's fun in smart. The
0: siberian forest babe yeah.
1: babe enjoy it rachel's rachel's smart uh nico um <laughs> thank you for joining us today it was a pleasure to talk to you uh we both really enjoyed the book and we're looking forward to, to whatever comes next uh, hopefully our listeners if they haven't read cherry they will go out and buy it and read it now and i'm sure they will they
3: will keep their eyes peeled as well okay yeah sounds good thanks so much for having me good luck uh good luck on your tour and uh you know stay safe thanks nico
0: you want to you want to you want to give any shout outs <laughs> you want to give any recommendations yeah,
3: plugs see. recommendations recommendations I don't know. Uh, you know, this may be... Uh, I think Donnie Willett's about to get out of jail next month. He's been locked up for a while. So, shout out to Donnie Willett. Uh, Donnie Willett's a blast. Okay. If anybody's ever in Evansville, Indiana, you know, you find Donnie Willett, you'll have a good time. Or maybe you'll have to wait till a supervised release is over to have a good time with Donnie Willett. But never... donnie will it's a blast he's getting out of he's getting out of jail uh next month let's all wish him luck we'll wish him luck all right all right good luck thank
1: you nico have fun man we'll talk to you soon
3: all right all right thank you sir thank you
0: thanks nico see you later